Hey, uh, before the episode starts, uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to um, SavePoint. There is a video game website that I really love called uh, Waypoint. And every year uh, they're doing what they are calling SavePoint, um, which is a like 72-hour charity stream. And this year it's in support of Trans Lifeline, which is a grassroots trans-led nonprofit organization dedicated to improving the quality of trans lives by responding to the community's critical needs with direct service, material support, advocacy, and education. Uh, I recently listened to an interview with the director of Trans Lifeline, and um, they've seen such a huge spike of, of calls um, come in since you know 2016. And this is just a group of people that really needs more and more support right now um, in the current political climate. Uh, so what you can do is they are going to be streaming on uh, twitch.tv slash waypoint. Uh, they're going to be streaming from uh, Thursday, May 2nd, uh, noon Eastern time to Sunday, uh, the 5th of May, noon Eastern time. And uh, the first 36 hours are going to be like the Waypoint hosts. And the, the second half uh, will be mods from like the, the Twitch community and that sort of thing. So definitely go check that out if you have any interest in video games at all, which if you're listening to this podcast, you probably do. Um if not, though, like it's still it's still funny and still a good time. And if you do want to uh, donate to this cause, you still can at translifeline.org. Um, and anyone that does donate, uh, hit us up on our Twitter account at WSKBcast or my personal uh, Twitter if you have that. And uh, let me know and I'll donate an extra five dollars. So it's it'll be a fun a fun time that i just wanted to let you know about and uh now we're gonna get to the actual podcast so enjoy oh yeah i sound like really sick in this one so you're gonna go from like healthy sky to to sicko sicko sky not sicko sky sick sky i'm raw beauty raw beauty boosts energy radiant skin and metabolism star asterisk these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration Know better the podcast where we hitchhike our way through Wikipedia. I will be your host tonight, Tim, and with me, as always, are my friends and co-hosts. Uh, I'm Kyle. I'm Sky. I'm All sick. Right. I know. I'm also sick. Kyle I am allergies. not sick, but I was sick. Mm. And I'm glad that we are in separate locations. Yeah, it's like it's like we're like the uh, like the three parts of of one person, like in past, present, and future of being sick and you know, possibly like pseudo sick and actually sick. Yep. Creating a, a secularity. Mm, there we go. Thank you, Tim. You're welcome. But what we do here is not just sit around and get sick. What we do is uh, we explore the depths of Wikipedia uh, in a game-like fashion. Uh, I will start uh, Sky and Kyle off on a certain page tonight. And from there, they will have to hop from link to link, uh, whatever they find, to reach a destination. Tonight, uh, the origin uh, page that we're starting on is uh, recommended to us tonight by friend of the show, Tony. Uh, we will be starting at Chewitz, which is Sorry. a... What? What? Say that again? Chewitz. It is a candy 
in the UK that are kind of like Starbursts, from what oh, I boy. can fathom. Chew it. Uh, okay. <laughs> and from there, don't look it up yet, because uh, oh, the game's okay. going to matter uh, on that page. So. Oh, you mean the first to-go game? Yes, exactly. Okay. And from there, we're going to go to a more familiar candy, Junior Mints. Aw, Junior Mints. <laughs> junior Mints. They're so small. I have a fondness so for Junior Mints. Do you? Yeah, like if I see them, I'm like, yeah, you're good. You're like the, you're just like, <laughs> you're like me. Ah, uh, uh, Junior Mints. <laughs> you're not. You're one of the good ones. You're not flashy. You're not trying too hard, but you're very tasty and refreshing. You know what you're doing. Yeah. You know what you're about. Yeah, I'm into it. I don't know if you know what you're about, but you're seeking <laughs> validation. Aw. So to decide who's going first tonight, we're going to play uh, a little game uh, regarding what is potentially, because of course this is according to Wikipedia, what may be the advertising slogans used by Chewit throughout its history. Uh, I would say that, judging from this list, they have kind of a 90s sort of uh, kid-focused approach to a lot of their advertising. Um, And a lot of this probably did come from the 90s itself. So I'm going to go back and forth between the two of you. Uh, We'll start with Kyle, since he's first alphabetically, I guess. Sure. Sure. I'll give you a slogan. You tell me if it is real or not, according to oh, Wikipedia. Oh, yeah. I always enjoy these. All right, hit me. And whoever gets the most will start off our game tonight. All right. So, according to Wikipedia, here's the first slogan. No fruit chew, choose chewier. Oh, I mean, that's real. Correct. Yeah. Sky. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Chew for victory. Ah, uh, man. Chew for victory. Mm-hmm. No. It is real. <gasps> yes. Sounds very uh, Churchillian. Yeah. But, I mean, this is the UK we're talking about, mm-hmm. right? Yes. They love them over there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like maybe I could imagine like Churchill. Yeah. <laughs> in this commercial. Like, if this, if it were here, I don't love him over there. Yes, I know. But if <laughs> okay. it were here, the, uh, the, 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 like one of the slogans would have been like, "Ask not what your country could do for Chu, ask what you what Chu could do for your country," kind of thing. There you like, go. That's, Oof. All you're right. welcome. This is also a good it's Pokemon a free... sort of tie-in. <laughs> that's a free one, Chu. It's <laughs> all right, Kyle. Back to you. Yeah. Choose Flash. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, oh no! Film at eleven. Uh, I'm gonna say no. That's not real. It is real. You're kidding me. <laughs> According to Wikipedia, I did. I okay. did try verifying several of these. That is not one of them. Mm. <laughs> so it could be just something someone made up. But hey, we're going uh-huh. according to Wikipedia here. Sky. Fair enough, fair enough. Yep. Do it before you chew it. <laughs> uh. Do it before you chew it. Mm-hmm. I feel like they wouldn't want to make the chewing go after yeah. the thing you do. So I would say no. It is apparently real. Wow. Why is it chew it before you... No, I know why. I heard it as soon as I said it. <laughs> nope, we're good. <laughs> I hear it now. I'm sorry. <laughs> so we'll 
Yeah. All right. Uh, back to Kyle. Chew, you have it. All right. Given that all of these have been real so far, I'm going to say this is real. I made that one up. Oh my gosh, Tim! <laughs> uh, you found so you ex- you correctly zigged <laughs> at the right moment. Yep. All right, Sky. Oh no. Chew, chew it, cause chew it's do it. <laughs> they just had to do it. They just talked about doing it. No. <laughs> that one's real. Man. <laughs> Sky, you're not doing well on your UK advertising <laughs> slogans. No. I mean, Kyle's not doing oh, much no. better. No, I'm not. Okay, Kyle. Yeah. He likes to chew it. Oh, that's the whole thing. Uh, I mean, okay. you can probably add. I'm guessing you can probably add another chew it or two after that. I'm saying you made that one up, Tim. No, it's real. Uh. <laughs> Sky. Mm. Chew, baby, chew. This is really setting me up to just already hate this product in this page. <laughs> chew, baby, chew. Yep. Is this is this drill, baby, drill? Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Yes. Uh, no, no. That's that is correct. Thing, right? I made that up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Kyle, there's yeah. no escaping the chew hit. There's no escaping the chew. I, I don't hear the pun. Maybe I mean it's chew its. Yeah, I know, but I mean like I don't get it. <laughs> chew hit. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's real because I don't get it. It is it is real. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because I'm an American. <laughs> and of course, I wouldn't understand it. What? Don't bite off more than you can chew. Oh boy, man, this is so obvious. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, it's real. Yes, it is. Okay. Oh my goodness, Kyle. Yeah. Unleash the taste adventure. How many slogans yes. does this thing? Yes, this is real. It is real. Unleash the taste adventure. Is that <laughs> what I said? This is the last one. Was it unleash the taste adventure? Correct. Okay. <laughs> are these in, are these in um, chronological order? They could be because. They they that's that's it. They got it. So like, there's a straight. They've hit. They hit I did. It. I did search that one. That one is verified. Like there there are actually definitely there are no other ones. They could like they have to stop at that. But go ahead. Last one, Sky. For extreme chewers only. Oh, that seems yes. Okay. Yeah, that is real. Uh, both of you tied. Oh, again. with three. <coughs> how how do we do this every time? So let's see. Do you have a you have a uh, a sudden death, Tim? Hmm. Yeah, let's do this. Uh, according to this Wikipedia page, yeah. Uh, what decade do you think Chewitz emerged onto the market? <sighs> I mean, given that. <coughs> I, I'm going to say, like, 1940. Okay, I was going to say 50s, so I guess I'll go stick, stick with 50s. Cool. The answer is the 60s. Dang it! So, Sky, you were closer. You're going to start off tonight. Cool. Good job. Let me go to this Chew It 
chew it. I feel like I know about it so much. Yeah. Those slogans just really just really encapsulate all that chew it stands for. Chew it. Oh my goodness. It's a brand name of a cuboid shaped soft, chewy, sweet manufactured by Clo- Cloetta. Cloetta. Right. That's what it says. The new look chewy, the Chewisaurus, introduced in two thousand nine. There's a big <laughs> looks like it's from the nineteen nineties, actually. Yeah. It really does. Uh it's and- it's like very round and kind of like teardrop shaped, except for these like ginormous feet and weird the thing about like the I would expect that like the spokes dinosaur of this of this uh candy like like maybe it's scales or something would look like the candy but no. these just look like regular like stegosaur plates am i allowed it's clearly yeah a, a, a t-rex sorry no sorry am i allowed to google someone eating chewits <laughs> no go right ahead there are also ads for chewits that you can see oh i'm sure i just want i just want to uh i didn't want to see what these things look like Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if this is cheating, but it's mostly I'm not I'm not like oh I need to know so that I can get ahead in this game. It's like I just want to no, know what I'm these look curious. like because I feel like I yeah. And like man, if you don't put the S on there, it doesn't know what to do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they are very starbursty. Okay. I I thought they were more squarish than like yeah than rectangly. Okay. Yeah, this the flavors here sound great though. Like I want these in my mouth. Strawberry, Wait, black so... currant, or orange banana, ice cream, cola, rhubarb, rhubarb and custard, and blue mint. Ooh. What? Bl- Wait, what's blue mint? I don't know. <laughs> sour flavors, apple and tutti frutti. I love sour stuff. This sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. I never trust tutti frutti. I mean, that's just tutti the Hawaiian punch fruit punch. Yeah, it, flavor, I'm not a big yeah. fan of. It's true. Right. It's Red Die number five and sugar. A spinoff computer game, The Muncher, was released for the ZX no. Spectrum in 1988. Tim, um, did you re- did you double check this? Uh, yes. It, is this real? Yes. Oh wow. And okay. And The Muncher was an ad in 1976. Oh, oh my goodness. Wow, and uh, that that's where the the slogan "Chew it's even chewier than a fifteen story block of flats." Man, it came from. These are all real bad. Yeah, this is amazing. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. This 1976 commercial is amazing. There's also one that they did in the 1990s with uh, puppets doing news broadcasting. Okay. And the catchphrase advice at the close of each broadcast was, can you guess, based on Tim's quiz? Uh, Sorry, no. It's not breaking chews. You'd think it would be. Yeah. It's do it before you chew it. Or choose flash. It's do it before you chew it. (laughs) That's where it comes from? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. This style of ads was relatively short-lived for chew it's. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Is that so? It calls Chewy, uh, the Chewosaurus, a uh, contemporary computer game style slick design. Mm. Mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, let's see. Anything else here? 
Yeah, the Monster Muncher is reintroduced as Chewie in two popular adverts. The first, which aired in 2000, Chewie roller skates on two buses through a busy city scene. The second, which went out a year later, shows Chewie water skiing at a popular seaside resort. The ads include a rendition of the 1994 hit song, I Like to Move It, by Real to Real with the chorus, I Like to Chew It, Chew It. See, that's what I thought you were doing initially. Yeah, that that's, other... that's the thing. Okay, good. I, I guess, good. <laughs> oh, man. I, I'm very weirded out by this dinosaur. I just, I don't know what to do with it. It's, like, its shape is so bizarre. Like, it's not even, like, in the weird way of, like, uh, do you guys remember the zebra from the, like, yeah, the stripes? Yeah, stripe gum. Oh, fruit stripe. Yeah. Fruit stripe. Yeah, and it it was kind of punkish and weird and, and like, extreme in that American way, but, mm-hmm. like... I don't understand what they're going for with this. It's not, it's not like explicitly like grotesque, like, like you go all the way back around to like something being so gross. It's cute. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not like, and it's not just trying to be super cute either. Like it has huge eyes, but it also has weird gnarled hands and feet. Like what's happening. It's a very <laughs> like, weird. Yeah. Especially in 2009, I can see this in like the 1990s, but it feels like. Yeah. They're a little bit behind. I don't know. They're not quite like they did not pay the right people, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I kind of am curious now. Like, could we buy like Chewits on Amazon? <laughs> I mean, I'm certain you can. Yes. Or barring that, eBay. I don't think we'd have to go that far. I'll bet you can just go down to the World Market. Yeah, probably. Oh. Chewits. pretty popular. You can get Chewits on Amazon. What? They contain you no can get hydrated, a box of Chewits fats. Fruit, oh, good. Chewits fruit salad. No nope. flavor. Great. Wait, it's a single flavor, or people are making are doing like a nineteen or like a seventies dinner party. It is like a, fruit salad type thing. It is the flavor. Mm, like I'm just guessing, okay. it's like assorted. Okay. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, it looks for a salad right here. Hmm. Down here uh, in the promotion and sponsorship, Chewitz have been involved in a range of promotional activity over the years, <laughs> including the Chewitz Log Flume. <laughs> oh, hey! Oh, wait, I, I'm assuming this is, a yeah, in the UK. Because we, didn't we do, didn't we cover like an Adventureland type thing or something like that? Log Flume at we did- Pleasureland, according to this, in Southport. Yeah, I think we covered log plume, right? Maybe that was like a side yeah, think, one, mm-hmm. or we ended up. On I it. think you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More recently, Chewits have sponsored several sport and activity related programs for children in the UK. I mean, it would be weird if it had sponsored sport and activity related programs for adults in the UK, but you know, I mean, do what you do, Chewits. Chew, chew what you do. Hmm. <laughs> uh, this is diff- uh, this is more difficult than I thought. Yeah, it's bad. So um, hey, where should we go? Uh, I think I'm going to go. Surprisingly, uh, when you said like another candy, I'm like, oh, this will be huh simple, but no, one click, right? No. I'm gonna go out a brand name because there are a lot of brand name candies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so I'm clicking on brand name. Uh, this takes me to brand. <laughs> 
and a subsection <laughs> that's brand name. Great. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, I just want to take a note here with some of you read some of the flavors before. The one here down, <laughs> there's one down here. Uh, Mini Whips Raspberry, and I feel like that's, and Mini Whips Lemon, and I feel like there's, like there's a joke here somewhere. I'm not getting it just yet, but it's it's there. I just want you guys to to take note of how ridiculous that name sounds. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. So you went to what? Uh, brand name. Just brand name. Yeah. Got it. All right. So what I'm thinking is how to get to movies because the only place I've ever seen Junior Mints has been in the snack bar at a at a theater. I'm trying to remember S- what snack, snack bar. Snack bar. I guess, you know I what guess I mean. Well, I mean, I guess I just haven't heard it called that in a long time. The 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 snack counter. What what would you call it? Concessions. The concession stand. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's it. yes. There is a real word for this, and I just temporarily forgot it. Thank you. Um. Oh goodness, there really isn't a good one for this though. Uh. <laughs> I I'm half tempted to click on the ZX Spectrum though. Because that is like entertainment. I also like Wellington boots because they're they're just hilarious. Mm. <laughs> I mean, they are. Oh man! Just just for context, yeah, it's one of the things that the the monster muncher is sampling to try to find the ultimate chew. What's that? Oh, to to, to like chew on Wellington boots? Yes. yes. Uh, I think I'm just going to click on animations. Uh, oh boy. We're going to do it. Animations. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. brand is a very sterile kind of page. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it has to, There's Coca-Cola know, has to all over brand. it. Of course. Multiple images of Coca-Cola. Um, but no Oreo. No Hershey's, which I'm trying to remember. Mm. I'm trying to remember the brand name of of those Mars hmm. Founders names type of brand name. Well, it's not Link though, is it? Uh. No, no, it's not. Oh, it is here. Mars Incorporated, or is it Nestle? <laughs> it's not Nestle. Mm. I'll just have to. I think I'm gonna have to go to Mars and get and get chocolate. Uh. So looking at other things, um, I guess I should say something about this page. You could. You know brand names, though. Uh, I saw something here that said Doppelganger. I should probably look into that. Doppelganger? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I'm guessing it's going to be like Doppelganger, Doppelganger brand image or DBI. <laughs> Doppelganger. <laughs> a Doppelganger <laughs> brand image or DBI is a disparaging image or story about a brand that it is circulated in popular culture. Uh, targets tend to be widely known and recognizable brands. The purpose is to undermine the positive brand meanings the brand owners are trying to instill through the mar- through their marketing activities. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, doppelganger brands are typically created by individuals or groups to express criticism of a brand and its perceived values through a form of parody and are typically unflattering in nature. I mean, this is world, just mm-hmm. in general. Yeah, examples include Joe Chemo. <laughs> Uh, a campaign organized to mm. criticize the marketing of tobacco products to children. Hey. 
uh, version of the Coca-Cola logo crafted to protest their sponsorship of the 2022 FIFA World Cup in Qatar and associated human rights abuses. I'm just not going to actually show me what that is. <laughs> Parody of the Pepsi logo is an obese man. Things like this. Oh, Great fun times. Uh, good, good, good work. Yeah, I don't really have anything. Like this page is, like Tim said, pretty sterile. It's not. Okay. Oh, no brand branding is interesting. Recently, a number of companies have successfully pursued no brand strategies by creating packaging that imitates generic brand simplicity. Uh, examples include the Japanese co- company Muji, which means no label. I actually have several things of theirs. Yeah. A friend of mine uh, bought me a couple of those. I, you might have mentioned them to me, actually. Yeah. They're quite nice. Yeah. <laughs> Although there is a distinct Muji brand, Muji, Muji okay. projects are not branded. Mm-hmm. This means little I, is spent. What, I remember up? like a sunscreen or something that used to be like no label or. Oh yeah, it's like you can't oh, you yeah. can't trace this back to us. Slather it <laughs> on. Yeah. Well, cool. I'm going to Mars. Uh, I hope this is <laughs> the right, right Mars. Let me see. Get your ass to Mars. Mars Incorporated. Um. Veterinary. What? What? We'll get to it, I guess. Well, okay. Uh, All right, so... (laughs) Animation. Animation is a method in which pictures are manipulated to appear as moving images. No, you liar, they're real. mm, Yeah, well, I got some news for you, Tim. Uh, In traditional animation, images are drawn or painted uh, painted by hand on transparent celluloid sheets to be photographed and exhibited on film. Today, most animations are made with CGI, uh, and it spells out computer-generated imagery, which I appreciate. Mm -hmm. Um, Computer animation can be very detailed 3D animation, while 2D computer animation can be used for stylistic reasons, low bandwidth, or faster real-time renderings. Can't you do both? (laughs) Does it have to be? I I mean, uh, other common animation methods apply a stop-motion technique to two- and three-dimensional objects, such as... Uh, like paper cutouts, puppets, or clay figures. Um, paper cutout animation is amazing, by the way, if you've never seen it. It's some of the earliest animation we we know of. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was ever used, and uh, it is it is wild to watch. Um, let's see. I'm wondering if they mention it in here. I don't see... I, I want to mention this, this item from 1882 that they show called a praxinoscope. Which superimposes an animated figure on a separately projected background scene. Oh, geez. But the term praxinoscope just sounds frighteningly medical. It really does. Um, I do want to share this animation specifically um, because it it's, it's nightmare-inducing. It's really bothering me. <laughs> Animhorse. Animhorse.gif. Uh, or Jaif, as you will. So this horse, oh, okay, yeah, the horse mostly is fine. Is it? But its its eyes bug out during the animation, and it's really weirding me out that its eyes keep bugging out over and over and over. <laughs> I, I mean, just don't I'm sorry. just don't stare at its face. It's probably self conscious about that. Huh. Just focus just on its on its on its hoofsies. Just. Galton all along. Clap, clap, clap. He's trying so hard, Kyle. That's true. That's fair. That's fair. So what if he has a little eye condition? 
<laughs> uh, they do actually say here, um, interestingly, uh, the very first one that they uh, mentioned uh, in 1919, the silent, uh, excuse me, the silent animated short Feline Follies was released, marking the debut of Felix the Cat being the first animated character in the silent film era to win a high level of popularity. So, like, that happened, I, I mean, that, um, he was the first one to kind of break that, break that boundary of actually getting, of having some renown beyond, like, smaller, I guess, smaller markets. Hmm. Uh, if not for Felix, would we have what we, ha- like, you know, Mickey, et cetera. Yeah. Have you, um, have you seen that, uh, recently that, uh, the latest movie, was it Missing Link or something like that? From Leica Studios, yes. I have not. It but it it bombed and it's opening, which is a shame because yeah. it looks nice. But and people are kind of wondering like why why are these films not doing so well? Because yeah. like after after with Kubo and the Two Strings that was a big hit, but then everything else they've made beautiful. since then has just been kind of fizzling out in mm-hmm. terms of audience. And I think people are wondering like it because it's all stop motion, which is an incredible form of animation. Yeah, it is. But it looks so good that people wonder if it people wonder if others think that it is computer animated and mm. not as interesting in that way. Yeah. I also wonder if it's just that that it looks like all the other anim like it looks, it looks like, like the Wallace old and Gromit. Wallace and yeah, like yeah. I know like yeah. I loved I loved Kubo. As like, oh, this is probably okay, but it's just gonna be like it's it's the Wallace and Gromit people, I think. So I'm not, I don't know, whatever. Is, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like, yeah, I, I don't know. It it might be that. I'm I'm not sure. Hmm. That's an interesting idea too. Did Kubo do well? I I thought it didn't. But also, Kubo was everywhere, if I remember right. That, they that's they true. It had a lot of advertising. They didn't advertise this much at all, from what I can tell. Mm-hmm. Right. Also, there was another movie like it. It was one of those things where it's wasn't there like another. It wasn't Missing Link. It was a there was a Yeti. There was like a yeah. Yeti CGI movie. I, f- I do. I feel like that they're... just hurts it sometimes. Where it's like, oh yeah, there's like yeah. three movies out. They're like the same thing, and I eh, I guess I'll just ignore all of them. <laughs> I don't know which uh, which one I need. So uh, which one I need to see, so I won't watch any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so they talk about the different styles of, of animation here. Um, and, and I mean, all the way from like traditional animation with, uh, with cells, etc., to rotoscoping, which I, mm, I remember when that had a moment in, uh, in modern cinema. Yeah. Uh, and I, I hated it. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I'm sorry that I am the, the old man here, but like, I was like, no, this is terrible the flashing i did not like it yeah yeah um they mentioned uh live animation uh, live action animation films including who framed roger rabbit um and they also mentioned osmosis jones in there which is not one i would have thought of but sure yeah i guess that's true <laughs> i didn't realize that came out in 2001 that feels very wow. recent for that yeah i know uh, puppet animation is mentioned in here, uh, which somehow uh, gets Coraline and Robot Chicken in the same sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, clay animation is in here, and there's just bunches of those. 
which of course the you know Wallace and Gromit that falls under which you know I grew up a little bit on those two uh you know like cutout animation model animation object animation um and okay pixel pixelation it says here I've never heard of this specifically but maybe I'm just an old person uh it involves the use of live live humans as stop motion characters this allows for a number of surreal effects, including disappearances and reappearances, allowing people to appear to slide across the ground and other effects. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, this, this is, is just a vine. This is just yeah. a vine or like the every music video from like 1997, 1987 to like 92. Right, yeah. Chuckamation? What? Is it Did type... I miss that? No, well, it's under mechanical animation. Chuckamation is a type of animation created by the makers of the television series Action League Now, in which characters or props are thrown or chucked from off-camera or wiggled around to simulate talking by unseen hands. I do remember that show when that that happened, like, because it was just a bunch of people playing with toys. I don't remember the show. Oh, I remember it now. Okay. It was an old Nickelodeon show. It was very weird. Oh yeah. Uh I was not ready for it as a child. <laughs> <laughs> um they haven't here I uh they haven't here Machinima. Uh films created by screen capturing in video games and virtual worlds. Um the term originated from the software introduction in the nineteen eighties demo scene, as well as the nineteen nineties recordings of the first person shooter video game Quake. Somehow Red vs. Blue not listed there. Um, but sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Also, very important. Also, somehow on here, Homestar Runner, not nowhere on this page. So, hmm. you guys are missing out. Is all I mean to say. Dang. Man. Those poor kids. Ki- They're kids, kids now today. who never have seen a Homestar Runner cartoon. Have never seen a Sabi male. Oh um, man. Have you guys, did you guys see the tweet that came around a while ago uh, in which, or on <clears throat> April Fool's, um, in which the, that, that one scientist who uh, builds a bunch of neural networks uh, built one around uh, uh, strong bad emails. And so it would, uh, so it would constantly always generate new emails. No. It's wonderful. And I will find it for you. It does um, sound pretty good. But it, Oh, and and she started she started a newsletter for it where uh, where every week it'll send you some new emails. I like when it's and <clears throat> go ahead. Oh, and the responses. That's all. I like when I like the April Fool's jokes where it's mainly just an excuse for someone to do something really goofy and fun as part of yeah. their like day job. Yes. Those are the good ones. Agreed. So. I guess the only thing that I've come close to on this to get what I get where I want to go on this, like yeah, like I think I know what you're doing. Cinemas, mm-hmm. uh, there's feature films in here, and that's really it. Mm. I really not, not not what you thought. Okay, is Charlie Brown on here? there? What? I don't know. Just asking. Is Charlie uh, is Charlie Brown on there anywhere? It's iconic. It's not. No, it's not. Okay. Hang on a second, though. Let me take a look here quick because they do list a bunch of American. Do, do, do. There's the just a character of animation. 
Snoopy isn't on here either. There's a, wow. there's a huge list of characters. Uh, yeah. You got Goofy, and... Donald Duck, Daisy Duck, Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Porky Pig, Betty Boop, Popeye, Sylvester, the cat, Woody Woodpecker, Tweety, Wiley Coyote, and Roadrunner, Elmer Fudd, Foghorn, Leghorn, Yosemite Sam, Hunky, and Spunky. I don't uh, know those ones. Droopy? Oh no, Droopy. Little Audrey, Tom and Jerry, Barney Bear, Mr. Magoo, Mighty Mouse, George and Junior, The Fox and the Crow. Is that like Aesop? Aesop? I mean, you'd imagine, right? Mm-hmm. And I guess it's the Golden Age, but I mean, there's no Yakko, Wacko, and Dot, so. Mm, yeah. So harsh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see anything in there for that. And you're you're right, Sky, but I don't there's nothing there. And I'm trying to wow. remember if any of these characters specifically like advertised for any of these things. <laughs> I probably I could I could probably just go through any of the Warner Brothers things. Hmm. <laughs> let's see. Which you know what? We haven't talked about Porky Pig before. I'm clicking him. Okay. Nice. Mars Incorporated. I'm about to tell I'm about to start a sentence, Kyle. <laughs> All right. And it's not going to end the way that you think it is. <laughs> Mars right. is an American global manufacturer of confe- confectionery, pet food, right. and other p- food products and a provider of animal care services. What? With US <laughs> 33 million dollars in billion uh, Billion, sorry, billion in annual sales <laughs> in t- 2015. They're f- into food processing and veterinary services. I'm Mars very Pet confused. Care. In February 2003, Mars acquired Aquarium Pharmaceuticals, Inc., API. And in 2007, it was renamed Mars Fish Care, Inc. What? <laughs> what a better name. What? The company manufactures and supplies home aquarium and pond products. Mars care, Mars fish care brands include Aquarium Pharmaceuticals, Rena, Aquarian, and Pond Care. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. Pond How care. do you make that shift? They also bought uh, an animal hospital chain in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I don't know how no. you make. I guess you just get so big that you're like, I don't know what the hell we do anymore. Like. <laughs> Greg like I, has I guess fish. Might as well. Yeah, like whatever. <laughs> the, this family seems a little, little interesting. Uh, oh yeah. Still a family-owned business. The company is famous for its secrecy. A 1993 Washington Post magazine article was a rare raising of the veil, as the reporter was able to see the M's being applied to the M and M's, something that quote no outsider had ever been invited before to observe. What? What? In 1999, for example, the company did not acknowledge that Forrest Mars Sr. had died or that he had worked for the company. Although citation is needed on that. Yeah, that's weird. Huh. Hmm. What? I'm very confused, but... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Orbit Gum is among the most popular brands managed by the Mars subsidiary brand Wrigley. During World War II, Wrigley was selling their eponymous gum only to soldiers. However, when I first read that, I thought it said spiders. <laughs> so that was, I had to reread that. 
only selling it to the spiders. While Orbit was I sold mean, to the public. So huh. discriminatory. Uh, uh, yeah. There's a bunch of uh, candies on here. None of them ain't our junior mints. None of them. No! So, Not one? No, I didn't nope. think it was Hershey, but at least I'm... I don't know. I'll I'll give you a hint. It's not <laughs> it's not Hershey either. Oh yeah, Mars or Hershey? Yeah, mm-hmm. like I I don't think it's like the big name. Like I think it's like yeah, because it's like not the thing is is the really sad thing is is hello I am a consumer in America is like mm-hmm. I'm like oh it's not with like the other Hershey and like Mars stuff. You know what I mean? I guess you're right, isn't it? Yeah. It's sort of in the, like, the little, it's, it's by, is it like the, I don't know, Mike and Ike's and things like that? Yeah. It's, it's kind of in that realm. It's like with the Tootsie Rolls and all that mm-hmm. jazz. Anyway, I'm going to click on M&M's. Do it. Someplace that we've definitely been before. We've had to. I guarantee there. we have, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, So, Porky Pig. Is an animated cartoon character in the Warner Brothers and Looney Tunes, and I'm sorry, Warner Brothers, Looney Tunes, and Merry Melody series of cartoons. He was the first character created by the studio to draw attention audiences based on his star power. Porky Pig was based on his star power. Whoa! And the animators created many critically acclaimed shorts featuring the character. What? Even after he was supplanted by later characters, Porky continued to be popular with moviegoers. And, more importantly, the Warner's directors, who recast him in numerous everyman and sidekick roles. I don't get it. He is... Uh-huh. I, I I, mean, I don't either. I'm... Because he kind of... He kind of fills that role for me in, in, like, a lot of, like, kids' cartoons and things like that, where he was the responsible one. Yeah. And that... that and so I connected with him in that regard, but, like, I'm not used to that being the standard... <laughs> <laughs> no, and I wonder like, if he was as was not that as much in the past when he was like starring mm, in them. That's possible, yeah. Um Oh yeah, I think you might be right. Um so uh Porky's most distinctive trait is is, is a severe stutter, uh for which oh my goodness, okay. Uh I wanna just to go one one sentence earlier before I go back to this. Uh, they they list here that canonically, I guess, he is the oldest continuing Looney Tunes character. Uh, okay, so his stutter for which he sometimes compensate, compensates by replacing his words. For example, what's going on might become what's what's happening. Uh, Porky's age varied widely in the series. He was originally conceived as an innocent seven-year-old piglet uh, and was explicitly mentioned as such in Porky's preview. But he's been more frequently cast as an adult and often cast as the competent straight man in the series in the later years. Mm-hmm. So you're right. Yeah, it is something that he's kind of grown into. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Huh. Um, all right. Uh, so he uh, he was introduced in the short I Haven't Got a Hat. That's a that's a good <laughs> trivia thing cool. to hang on to. Um. It, that was directed by Fritz Freeling. Uh, the let's see, um, Porky only has a minor role in the film, but the fat little stirring pig quickly became popular. <laughs> Great, well, jeez. Uh, Porky's name came from two brothers who were childhood classmates of Freeling, 
uh, nicknamed Porky and Piggy. That's wow. just terrible. That's just really terrible, you guys. <laughs> I mean, the um, only other time I've heard Piggy used as a nickname is in Lord of the Flies. Mm, it's still not good. No, it, no it's no. terrible. I hate that book. Yeah. Um, oh, goodness. Okay, so uh, speaking of... with the, Okay, Porky shared his stutter with the voice actor who originally played him, uh, Joe Darty, who actually did have a stutter. Because Doherty could not control his stutter, however, production costs became too high as his recording sessions took hours. What? Oh, wow. The versatile Mel Blanc replaced Doherty in 1937. Blanc continued the stutter. However, it was harnessed for a more precise comedic effect. Great. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, this is parodied in a, uh, in a Connecticut rabbit in King Arthur's court where Bugs Bunny struggles to say the to pronounce the word porcupine which which porky pronounces with no trouble at all hmm. wow Dang. um uh porky's duck hunt was released in 1937 and blank officially became the permanent voice of porky until his death in 1989 in later interviews blank often said that he intended porky stutter to be suggestive of the grunting of actual pigs which is not a connection I would have made, no. but that's pretty clever. Oh man, they talk about his parents here. <laughs> uh, in the early in the early cartoons, yeah, they didn't really have an, uh, like a handle on what the character was like. Um, but some of the cartoons show him as a child with his parents, uh, a father named Phineas, Phineas Pig, and an unnamed mother. No name. She never got one apparently. Um. Some of the cartoons make him an antagonist, um, but in, but eventually he became kind of a, a or settled into a kind persona. Yeah, um, yeah. They they describe him as uh, an innocent traveler taking in the wonders of the world, which I actually really like that description. I think that's fitting for why, yeah, why that character is interesting. He he kind of rolls with so much in that universe. Yeah, he's kind of he's just kind of like yep. I guess this is what's happening now. <laughs> hmm. All right, let's see. The last, where... the last time that Mel Mel Blank voiced Porky was in the film Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh no! Where paired with Disney's Tinkerbell, he has the duty of closing the movie. Yeah, it's crazy. Like that, that movie, how it combined both of those studios. How, how much money had to go into that? How did yeah. That happen? Like, yeah. How how much legal work had to go into that? Like that had to be such uh just wild. Um all right. I was hoping that I would just see like just get to theaters or movies or things like that. They have moviegoers on here, which is kind of what I'm after, but it's not linked. <laughs> moviegoers mm. links to people. Yeah, people. Humans. Mm-hmm. Uh oh goodness. I really sort of wanted uh yeah, again, just like mm, movies in general. Here's National Film Registry. That's not really helpful, but it's not the wrong it's not the wrong direction. Uh film, just in general, again. Ooh, television syndication. It's the only time that's ever been said. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> Ooh, syndication. <laughs> Ooh. Um, oh goodness, this is, uh, this is a tough one. 
<laughs> uh, they mentioned Michael Michael Jordan on here. Of course. Wait, what? Hold on a second. In the movie Looney Tunes Back in Action, Porky makes a cameo appearance alongside Speedy Gonzalez, where they both lament their politically incorrect status. At the end of the movie, Porky tries to say his classic line, but stutters so much the lights are turned off around him. As the studio closes for the night, an irritated Porky simply says, Go home, folks. Oh my gosh. Ouch. Wow. I'm glad I didn't see that movie. That, that's rough. Um, <laughs> job security is linked on this. Oh, direct a video. <laughs> it's like, oh, I really want to click this. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm going to because this might get you know, like Blockbuster or something like that. And that's one of the only places that I ever saw those candies. So what are you clicking on? Uh, Direct-to-video. 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 Okay. Uh, guys, do you, did you, do you have any, like, impactful memories of, of M&M's? What? I got one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know what, Sky? I think we're just going to let you lead with yours. <laughs> uh, I was in elementary school. Mm-hmm. It was 2000. Not 2000. It was not 2000. <laughs> it was 19, 1995. Wow. They had just discontinued the brown M&M for the blue M&M. Oh, and yeah. I remember it was school picture day. And after we got our pictures <laughs> taken, we went to lunch, and there was the packets of new M&Ms, and we bought them, and they were all blue, and it was the most wild thing. And everyone was like, I really taste different. I could taste it. It tastes different. It's great. Amazing. I was like, "What? I like the brown ones." Well, I mean, mm. they still have the brown ones. Do they now? They're still brown. They back? The color that yeah. got replaced. Oh, the is tan. tan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. This was um, this was actually a question on uh, Pub Trivia uh, last oh, yeah. week when I was hosting it, and it tripped up some oh, people sure. too. Like, it was funny, like because the rules were like. Tan is the answer, but you can also accept light brown or beige. <laughs> right. Yeah, because like, no, no one's no one's gonna like write beige. Yeah, and no. then and then I got an answer where someone had written beige and then they cross it out oh, and put red. Uh, <laughs> like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. Uh amazing. That's very good. Um It is good. The other thing I remember is always swearing up and down that the Christmas M and M's tasted different. Yeah, I don't know why the red and green mix. It just even even now I still am like mm, these are good ones. <laughs> this is, this so is Christmas is it time like to me. Sweeter? I don't know. They just seem sweeter and like more festive. More festive. <laughs> maybe a okay, little bit. Taste the I almost thought like maybe a little bit more minty, but mm-hmm. I no, I don't think there's a difference. I could I could see minty. I could see it being a little minty. Mm-hmm. We all know. The M&Ms were a big military thing, right? Yeah, we've done this before. Yeah. We've all been there. Uh, Dulce de Leche M&Ms introduced in the Hispanic populations of Los Angeles, California, Santiago, California, Miami, Florida. Uh, is that McAllen? McAllen, Brownsville, Texas? And hmm. uh, San Antonio, Texas. I bet those would be good. It never became popular. Huh. It never became popular with the Hispanic community who preferred existing M&M flavors. Well, which oh. I guess is like, yeah, like just because we like a thing doesn't mean we like we want our M&Ms to taste like it. That's true. Right. Like that makes sense. 
they had a, a hazelnut spread flavor, which I'm like, oh man, I love hazelnut spread. Okay, this would be great, and it, it no, it didn't click. <laughs> yeah, it it felt like I'm like I should I should just be having hazelnut spread. What? I have to they I have did... to get through this thin candy shell to get to this, <sighs> and it just doesn't <laughs> meld. It doesn't blend. It's not good. For me, I like hazelnut spread fine, but I'm also kind of like, I wish this was just like chocolate. Like, I wish this was just like M&M's and didn't have the hazelnut. This is so close. Yeah. So there was a time when they were like experimenting or like they were like, hold a, held a contest for like, or like a vote, like, oh, raspberry, mint, pretzel. Well, pretzel's like a basic one. What was yeah. There was like birthday cake, red velvet, it says here. Hmm. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So the reason I came here though is because I was like, I need to get to mint, uh, uh-huh. and I actually found something even better. What uh, could be better than mint? Mint chocolate oh, is linked yeah, here, so I'm going to click on mint chocolate. Wow, that's really good. Mint chocolate, one of my favorite things. All right. Uh, so, direct-to-video or straight-to-video refers to the release of a film to the public immediately on home video formats rather than a theatrical release or television broadcast. Because inferior sequels or prequels of larger-budget films may be released direct-to-video, review, review references to direct-to-video releases are often pejorative. Citation needed there, hmm. Wikipedia. <laughs> no one knows. I mean, those might be really good. You just don't know. Um, it does say... Uh, this is I would not have guessed this, but it does say um, it's not unusual for a direct-to-video genre film with a high-profile star to generate well in excess of fifty million dollars revenue worldwide. That seems wild to me. That's cited too. Um, but they reference like a bunch of different things that are somehow blockbuster video not listed on here. By the way, um, that was like the only thing that I ever remembered about like getting like direct, like blockbuster video is like there were some things that you could only find there um but they have uh they mentioned here that of course animated sequels and feature length episodes of animated series are often released in this fashion uh they say the Walt Disney Company began making sequels to many of its animated films for video release beginning with the return of Jafar the sequel of sequel to Aladdin in 1994 and Aladdin and the King of Thieves in 96 uh, Disney actually ended up putting together an entire studio that was just for that, uh, just for uh, direct-to-video sequels. Um, yeah, and a weird weird twist that I would not have expected. Uh, by 1994, an average of six new direct-to-video films appeared each week. Uh, according to Wikipedia, erotic thrillers and R-rated action films were the two most successful genres. Makes sense. Oh. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I get it. But also like, oh, <laughs> right. Uh, according to this, and I, I cannot believe that I'm saying this, but during the golden age of porn in the 1970s, which that's linked, guys. Wow. Many pornographic films were released in theaters, some of which became the highest grossing films in their release years and in the pornography film uh, industry altogether. That's really surprising. Mm-hmm. And then... And then the 1980s, it started to shift to video release, and that's and that's when they became, uh, you know, uh, the most successful genres. To be clear, you're saying that there are there are 
I love this because video allowed the producers to work on extremely low budgets and dispense with some film production elements like scripts. Like scripts. To be clear, uh, you yeah, were Sky... saying that it's the highest grossing film of like the like the year. Uh, overall? According to the, all right, give me a second. Uh, from 1994, a, a, a 1994 article called Big Names Look for Bright Lights in Video Land. Uh, yeah, it was listed as um, they were the two most successful genres, erotic thrillers and R-rated action films. Wow. In 1994. Uh, and it says here, Rockets. yeah, by, by then, an average of six new direct-to-video films appeared each week. That's wild. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's so much film. Well, wait, but you were, t- did I, weren't you talking about theaters though? Like in the 1970s? No, no, th- this is all, oh, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it, it, it was starting a shift like from the 1970s. That was the, according to, according to this, the golden age of porn. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the eighties, they started to shift toward video release because ah, it was a lot cheaper. Okay. And then by the 1990s, uh, they they topped charts, so to speak. Gotcha, in gotcha, the, gotcha. Uh, I thought you were saying, uh, like, in the 1970s, some top some years, <laughs> the top-grossing film was a porn film in theaters. And I was like, what? Yeah, I mean, that's what I, what I was so. thinking, too. I'm like, hmm. Oh, sorry, yeah. He must have been really bored in the 70s. <laughs> must have been some bad <laughs> I mean, movies in the 70s. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's not, there wasn't a lot out there, you know. Uh, you got to find something to do, you guys. Um, and then they say, of course, there are those. Uh, occasionally, a studio that makes a movie that was prepared as a director of video film will release it theatrically at the last minute due to the success of another film with a similar subject matter or ultimate studio decision. I like that theatrically does double duty in this sentence uh, because it's theatrically as in it's being released in a theater and also theatrically like, oh, it's the last second. Like, oh, I guess we're going to do this in the theater. Hit the button. <laughs> like, do it. Uh, so, yeah. Um, oh, Batman Mask of the Phantasm is an example of this. However, despite the movie's critically acclaimed success, its box office performance was very poor, which has been attributed to its last minute decision to be released theatrically. Mm. Uh, the film had much better commercial success in home video releases. Well, there you go. And of course, Netflix has its own whole thing in here, guys. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna bother. Um, they say that, uh, yeah, Netflix and Amazon by 2013, uh, they had subscription video streaming services that began to release original content. Uh, there's also a bit about anime, and again, not gonna bother. Instead, I'm just going to click on theatrical release. Okay. Mint chocolate. So mint there's some people that don't chocolate. like mint chocolate, and... They're wrong. Yeah. I mean, you said it, but <laughs> also thank you. It's not like a cilantro <laughs> thing where it like tastes like dish water for them, right? It, like... it almost feels like that, though. It it's might like, be, It's yeah. very divisive. Huh. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, it's a pop. It's it says it's popular here. It's made it by an, adding a mint flavoring to chocolate. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's your favorite? What's, you what, what's your poison? Peppermint, spearmint, or cream de mint? I mean, it's whoa, cream de what? Mint, right? I went to cream de mint. 
I I forgot that they're all different things. Mm-hmm. Well, wait, hold on a second. So how does I'm still not clear on what blue mint was from the chew. It's like, is that on that list anywhere? Oh, I just thought it was like blue raspberry. Like it's just like this weird fake. fake oh, ass shit. I see. Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah, yeah. Um, I gotcha. Uh, in addition, it is marketed in a non-edible form as a beauty product. I'll I'll hold my beer. Yeah. I'll eat it. Yeah, what? Beauty products linked, but I don't mm. uh, <laughs> Depending widely on the ingredients and the process used, mint chocolate can give off a very distinctive mint fragrance. Chocolate component can be milk chocolate, regular dark chocolate, or white chocolate. Due to this, mint chocolate has no specific flavor, and so each chocolate plus flavor combination can be unique. Wow. So, um, <laughs> hold up just a sec. I, I, I googled... I googled mint chocolate beauty product. Yeah. And uh, the first things that come up are all, of course, products. There's raw beauty skin and energy superfood powder mint chocolate. Wow. Well, that's a, that's a lot. What it is, a beauty boosting mint chocolate powder with adaptogens and probiotics. Adaptogens? That's not real. Adaptogens. I, I'm pretty sure that makes you a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Uh, and, and probiotics to support metabolism, energy, and healthy skin. How to use. Mix one scoop daily into eight <laughs> ounces of water, unsweetened nut milk, or add to a smoothie. Wait, what? When to expect results? Immediately. Immediately. Mm. Wait, hold on a second. So this isn't like an application. You drink this, is what you're saying? <laughs> what else you need to know? I'm raw very beauty, now. Raw beauty boosts energy, radiant skin, and metabolism. Star, on, asterisk, so... these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. <laughs> this powder features green superfoods, antioxidants, Whoa. adaptogens, 5 billion probiotics, and more. <laughs> it's deliciously formulated to promote healthy skin Ooh. and support digestion by breaking down food. Five million, billion, five billion, five billion Not probiotics even. and more. And, oh, I mean, I I want to know how you got an exact number on that because otherwise, clinical results in a HUM consumer panel with raw beauty. Ninety seven percent loved the taste and reported an increase in productivity. How do you get an immediate uh, result if you're not applying it to your skin? This like, isn't even like it's. You, you're also increasing your productivity, I guess. What? 89% avoided unhealthy snacks. 70% so, reported weight loss. 76 I mean, so saw caffeine. an improved skin tone after one month. I, I don't think that's true. Raw beauty. Raw beauty. I just love that. It's very good. Man. Uh, that's pretty much the mint chocolate page. It talks about some products here. And one is Junior Mints. Oh, dang. I think I can click on it. It's in a list. Oh, yeah, you got it. Yeah. Da-da-da. Junior Mints. Creamy Uh, Mints in pure chocolate. This was more difficult than I thought it would be. Did you want to say anything about the page you ended up on, Kyle? I do, Tim. All right, go right ahead. So uh, they talk about the movie theater or cinema or cinema hall or known as the picture house or, or the pictures. Uh, yeah, they talk about all those things. But here's the thing I didn't realize. 
Uh, terminology. A movie theater may also be referred to as a, yeah, of course, as I said, all those things. In the U.S., theater has long and long been the preferred spelling, while in the U.K., Australia, and Canada, and elsewhere, it is theatra. Uh, because, well, you know what I mean. It's theater with the T and R, or the R and E, uh, you know, so transposed. Actually, yeah. Uh, however, some U.S. theaters opt to use the British spelling of their own, in their own names, a practice supported by the National Association of Theater Owners, which is spelled with the, T, with the R and the E switch. Of course. While apart from North America and most English-speaking countries, uh, most English-speaking countries use the word cinema, alternatively spelled and pronounced kinema, <laughs> K-I-N-E-M-A. Uh, the latter terms, as well as their derivative adjectives, cinema and kinematic, uh, ultimately derive from the Greek. Of course they do. Um, but uh, the- in those countries where that's used, theater is usually reserved for live performance venues, which makes sense. Colloquial expressions, which is what I wanted to talk about, uh, mostly applied okay. to motion pictures and the motion picture theaters collectively. All right, guys, I want to think just I want to just do a thought experiment for just. Two seconds here, because like when we as movies were becoming more popular, as moving pictures were becoming more popular, Uh we had a moment as a as a culture to kind of decide what the slang word was going to be for this thing that we came up with. And I mean, for a second, it could have been like talkies for a second. It could like things like that. But no, uh, we named it after the thing that you don't see for half the time. It says here, uh, including the silver screen, and also sometimes formally just called sheet. You go sheet. to see the sheet. Oh man! And the big screen, specific I just to, see to that North screen. America. Yeah, oh yeah, let's go see that sheet. <laughs> that that new sheet. Uh, then the specific to North America is the term the movies. They don't use it anywhere else. Uh, in the UK, they are the pictures, the flicks, and for the facility itself, Sky, just take a guess. What do you think, if they're calling it the flicks, what do you think in the UK they call the theater itself? The theater itself? Yeah. The seats. <laughs> no, <laughs> I wish it I'm going to go sit in the seats. <laughs> now I wish it was. No, no, they call it, I'm not kidding about this, it's, according to according to Wikipedia... Uh, the flea pit. Huh? That's that's appealing. The flea yeah. pit. Oh, okay. I guess um, I get it. Because flicks, I guess. Um, the screen a screening room is a small theater, often a private one. Uh, but then they also talk about how I mean, it goes in farther into why we call it movie theater rather than just theater, uh, because the term theater comes from the old French word. Uh, Theater from the 12th century word uh, for the playhouse, which in turn came from the Greek word. I just want to say this word, theatron. Uh, And that that was the Greek word for theater, apparently, according to this. But I'm also pretty sure it is a transformer. Mm -mm. (laughs) Um, Yeah. According to this. The use of uh, the use of the word theater to mean a building where plays are shown dates from fifteen the fifteen seventies in the English language. Like we just didn't call it that before that, I guess. But then, like even to the point of like yeah, the earliest things that they could have used to to make movies to show movies, they talk about here being magic lantern shows. So oh. like 
there's an alternate reality somewhere, an alternate timeline somewhere where that became the shorthand. Mm-hmm. And it's like Lanties. Oh, we're going to go see the Lanties. Uh, yeah. I, I, oh, I saw that Lanty last week, you know, like something like that. Very good. Yeah. It's just puppet. Anyway. Just like shadow puppets. <laughs> yeah, more or less. That's not wrong. But uh, slang, slang is one of my favorite things, you guys. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, I am linking this back to, of course, uh, our fav- one of our favorite themes is that everything is either marketing uh, the military or World's Fair. And there is there are two of those three things on here. Uh, the only thing I don't see is the military so far. I thought you were going to tell me that the, the movies began with the ancient Romans. Yeah, I was I was real close. Um, I and I'm actually really surprised that talkies never caught on too. Like, it, this is one of the situations where like calling it a talkie is actually more specific, and we actually went to a more general word again to say just movies because they all move, but not all of them talked. Like, like talkie was really, yeah, like they're moving pictures. But, like, how did that word become less, I mean, it's just as, it's just as random or, you know, connected as, like, yeah, a a movie or a flick. Oh, I didn't think about that. Mm, That's possible. Hey, it's Skylar from the present. Whoa, what just happened? Uh... My audio from this point on is just gone, and I don't know where it went. Uh, so what I've done is I've cut out a lot that we talked about, which sucks. Um, you know, uh, and I've kind of left in the parts that Kyle and Tim are talking, and it makes sense without me. Or I also just left in some parts that I thought were funny on their own that, out of context, they don't really make sense. Um, I know one big thing is that I went through, like, the naming convention of Junior Mints, and it's bonkers. You should go to the, the Junior Mints page and look at it. It's basically a guy really liked a movie, and so he named... Uh, his candy close to that movie so that people would go and see that movie or like the movie would stay alive. Um, it was very bizarre. Uh, but uh, yeah. Um, and then, Oh, and, and then like the Minsky came popular cause this movie was popular, but he didn't have to do any like brand deals because it's, it, it was just like an, the, the name junior mints isn't the name of the movie. So it's fine. It's just close to the name of the movie. Uh, it just rhymes with it. So you can't you can't get me out here in the 50s doing this. Uh, anyway, uh, that's basically all you missed. But um, yeah, I'm really sorry about this. Don't know what happened. Uh, so without further ado, let's get back to it. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's a they move. That's it. <laughs> well. <laughs> I mean, it is a That's random fair. word. I mean, yeah. And, and like, Acties. I mean, it is, it's literally just slang and it, but it is one of those things that as a, as a, it's a, it's a literal thing that Americans developed on their own. That's, like we came to that slang on, on, uh, you know, by, by our own, uh, by our own, uh, work. Let's go see some pretendies. And, and then, and then we literally just walked away from it. Like, nah, movies are better. <laughs> Let's go get those sheets. 
All right. <laughs> junior mints. So before before going into junior mints a little bit, I wanted to tell you guys how I managed to get to junior mints. Is it two clicks, Tim? It was not two clicks, but it was okay. an interesting journey. Because I feel like some people <laughs> out there listening might imagine another way to get to junior mints. Uh, so I actually found two two routes to end up going this way, too. Uh, okay. If you clicked on the Empire State Building, that would have taken oh. you to New York City and NBC. Or wow. you could have clicked on Wellington Boots. I almost clicked on Wellington Boots. Which would have Boots. taken you to Operating Theater. Oh. Uh, and both would get you to Seinfeld, in which they had an episode where Jerry and I think Kramer are watching a friend get an operation in an operating theater. And they lose a junior mint in them. Yeah. Yep. So that's that's another path. Yep. <laughs> I, I will tell you that I, I was so close to clicking Wellington Boots, but I never would have followed the rest of that line of thinking. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't have expected you to get to be like, I'm going to click on Wellington Boots because I know that's going to get me to a Seinfeld <laughs> episode. <laughs> Uh, I remember this very specific Seinfeld episode. <laughs> yeah, but once I found that, I'm like, oh, can you get to Seinfeld elsewise? And I'm like, oh, okay. But anyway, good. Junior Mints are currently owned by Tootsie Roll. Oh, Sky, you were right. Yeah. Junior Mints are yeah. just Tootsie Rolls whose insides have liquefied. Well, no, now okay. I never want to eat those again. <laughs> Kidding. Please don't sue me. <laughs> they're they're tootsie rolls who have gone off. They're uh, they're kind of refreshing. <laughs> oh wow! I'm sorry. Um. Uh, in reality, when filming the show, a York peppermint patty was used in place of the junior mint when they filmed it falling <laughs> because it was a junior mint's too small to be filmed too small <laughs> yeah of course um yeah i'm still reading the movie theater page and there's the weirdest call out that i see down here in terms of <laughs> talking about things that can happen at a at a theater talking about refunds specifically so it says here most cinema companies uh, issue refunds if there's a technical fault such as a power outage that stops people from seeing the movie Refunds may be offered during the initial thirty the initial thirty minutes of the screening. Uh, here it says, uh, next sentence. The New York Times repro- re- reported that some audience members walked out of Terrence Malick's Tree of Life and asked for refunds. That's cited. That's the end of that discussion. I mean, have That's you it. seen Tree of Life? Actually, yes, and we almost did. <laughs> <laughs> It's very weird. This is this is a weird situation. Like, uh, like yeah, go into backstory of of one of our earlier dates. We got suggested to see this movie. We went to see this movie, and uh, we started watching it. And I don't have you guys seen this Tree of Life? It is wild. Uh, it is like a very oh, um, there's a lot of like hand wringing or, or like. Uh, sorrow about someone's death and then they start rewinding time essentially and you you go all the way back through this person's life and also like all the people that that they knew and and things like that and but then eventually go all the way back to the big bang 
and then follow time back out to this person's life. It's it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was. And like the whole time I'm just sitting there going like why like I like I kind of like high concept movies sometimes, but like like this is just no this is a, this is too much. Like I can't like but I mean Steven's still sitting there like he does he seems to be enjoying it like all right I'm just gonna let's just I'm just gonna deal with it I'm just gonna this isn't this is too weird and then uh like we both walked out of this movie completely wordlessly (laughs) after at the end of it we both walked out totally wordlessly we did not say a word to each other all the way to the car just totally silent and then uh then like two minutes on in the car Steven's like well that was a lot. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that was interesting. And he's like, you, you hated that too. Right. Uh-huh. And I was like, Oh good. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, uh, I didn't know. I felt so. And it turned out that if we had just said something to each other, uh, we would, we could have left there long before the big bang. <laughs> it, it has an oh, 85% yeah. on rotten tomatoes. Years later, now thinking back on it, there are sections of it that I think are phenomenal. It's a bad date movie. <laughs> there are sections of it that I think are very, very good and like very honest storytelling. But I would never watch it again, and I would never watch it on a date. <laughs> this is this is a very so, this is a very a long explanation with very little hold on. payoff. So this, would, this would be like if someone named a candy like. In, in in 2010, say, like 2012, this would be if someone named a candy after, like, The Matrix. Now, you know what this is? This is, this feels like someone who really, really loves the play Junior Miss and is trying so desperately to tie it to something else to keep it from being lost to history that they've <laughs> made up this Junior Miss story. Then they're like, oh, crap, the candy came out in 1949. <laughs> How are we going to make this? We'll make it work. We're going to make this work. People will not forget Junior Miss. So this this is just the same kind of thing as like, this was during the time period when people just named candy after stuff. Mm-hmm. Like this is the, like the baby Ruth thing and the, what, you know, like, uh, what it was payday in that time too. Like, weren't there like multiple or, or aren't there like multiple candy bars that are just like, yeah, just, it's just a thing. It's just named after a thing I liked. And oh, Henry. What's that one that's like, that was like a bunch of different things in one? Oh, yes. Yeah, like each, see, like, each section was a different uh, different thing. Yeah, but see, like those actually have their, like the name of the thing in the, in the title. Like that, it tells you what it is. It, even like Butterfinger. Mm, okay. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's a Hendrix. <laughs> but it's a very popular name, and I like it a lot. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. We did it. We made the perfect candy bar name. 
<laughs> and uh, nineteen a late nineteen nineties, uh, you know, anti anti establishment movie. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> Sky, are you going to be marketing this before, like, before the end of the week? You're you're going to be like. Yeah, like putting this together, like trying to put together a, a business proposal. Oh, it, it, yeah, get, get what is it? <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Well, oh, yeah. well, I've got bad news for you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Jimmy, Jimmy the handle? Uh, n- why is this getting worse? <laughs> yeah, this is we gotta we gotta cut this. <laughs> All right, so there's um, I can't find a Hendrix uh, candy bar, but there are hundreds of Hendrix bars uh, in that uh, in that there are literal just bars that like um like alcohol bars iron so iron so bars. you still have an option yeah. It's still a possibility, I'm saying. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> for your Jimmy Matrix bars. <laughs> well, while we uh, compose our plans to get rich here, I think we should sign off for the night. Thank you for joining <laughs> this this journey tonight mm-hmm. uh, from one candy to another. If you would like more episodes, you can find us at wskbcast.blogspot.com. Of course, we're also on iTunes, Google Play, those sorts of things. Uh, please feel free to rate and review us if you'd like. Uh, we would greatly appreciate that. You can also find us on Facebook at We Should Know Better, as well as on Twitter at WSKBCast. Anything else you guys would like to mention tonight? Uh, just that I found the... I found the uh the neural network with strong, bad emails. Uh, if you guys check out Janelle Shane, uh, at Janelle C Shane on Twitter, uh, she makes lots of great neural network stuff. Uh, and this was just one of the projects she's worked on recently. Uh, and you should check out all of them. They are amazing. All right. Well, that said, get yourself a nice little package of junior mints. Or some chew <laughs> if they're available to you. And uh, have a good night. Brush your teeth before you go to bed. <laughs> night, guys. Just another reminder, uh, translifeline.org. Go there. Donate. Let me know that you donated. I'll throw in some more money. Uh, if this is before May 5th, go check out SavePoint 2019, uh, twitch.tv slash waypoint. And, uh, yeah, here's, here's some stingers. Yeah. So we're going to take me, turns. I'm sorry. Give me one second. Sure. Candace is blaring a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> is it ours? Oh man. What if it was like, it's just. It's just WSKB all the way down. <laughs> and this is the thing, like, you couldn't ask her to stop because it's like, oh, it's so nice that someone's actually listening to it. And they're like, well, I guess we'll just, you know.
just be okay with our own voices in the background. Mm-hmm. I have to respect that that you are that you're actually listening to our podcast. It's like, oh, the way old us sounds better. It's showing <laughs> oh, us. Oh no! Up. What did they know? <laughs> <laughs> what happened Tim, to us? Do you, do you remember, uh, like, early on in the show, sometimes when Sky would get called away for something, we would just meow into the mic for, like, 30 seconds? Yes. Oh, my goodness. It was like, good. that... Maybe that's what we're missing. <laughs> He's probably kept all that, too, for, like... Oh, oh no! purposes. <laughs> You're probably right. Oh, no. Like, just in the most... The least opportune moment, there's going to be a time when, you know, we're... We go like we're we're counting on him to represent our voice somewhere in a podcast, and uh, you know as he does all the editing for all of us, <laughs> and it's going to come back and it's going to just going to be, yeah and and uh, pay attention to this message and it's just going to be meow. I'm back. Meow. Hello. Oh, she's listening to the McElroys, so I probably should just let it happen oh. because then I probably could have gotten like, some more subscribers out of it. They'll gotten, be on our podcast. That's just like podcast energy. We could have gotten some residual talent. Yeah. Mm. On the podcast. Nice. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I have uh, a list of potential advertising slogans for this Chew It's Candy. Um, 